Hallelujah. Let's do that all across this building. Hallelujah. Is there anybody that's got a reason to rejoice? Hallelujah. Is there anybody in the house that's got a reason to rejoice? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pick me up. He turned me around. Place my feet on the solid ground. Hallelujah. I praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. We are called to be joyful people. Amen. One of the signs that somebody got the Holy Ghost, not the initial sign. The initial sign that you got the Holy Ghost is you speak in other tongues as the Spirit gives you the utterance. But one of the signs that somebody's got the Holy Ghost is that they've got a few things work in their life. Righteousness, peace, and joy. You ever met somebody that looked like they sucked on a lemon for six months? They frowned at everybody. Well, you must go to church somewhere. Just not ARC, praise God. Because when you're full of the Holy Ghost, you've got a reason to have joy. Joy unspeakable, the Bible calls it, and full of glory. The Bible says in his presence there is fullness of joy. Hallelujah. If you lost your joy tonight, you just need to step into the presence of God. You just need to worship in the Holy Ghost. And when you begin to worship in the Holy Ghost, joy unspeakable. Oh, I feel it in the house. Somebody ought to give God praise. Hallelujah for the joy. Come on, somebody shout and give him praise for the joy. I got this joy, joy, joy down in my heart. Somebody give him praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Just a good reminder for us that we are to be joyful people. Amen. Paul said that we are to rejoice ever more. You just don't stop having joy. Amen. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, the book of Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6 and beginning in verse number 9. Amen. I appreciate everybody coming to the house of the Lord on a Wednesday night. Start to get that cold weather. This is the time of year where some of y'all turn into Santa Claus and get that old Christmas tree going in your life. And then there's people like me that that become the Grinch, praise God. Amen. That's, that's me and Brother Troy, praise God. <laughs> if there's just two of us, two agree together as touching anything. It's, no, I'm just kidding. Praise God. But it's getting cold, but that doesn't mean, amen, that we miss out on the house of the Lord. Amen, because God's still doing great things. So I honor you for making the church your priority, the kingdom of God your priority tonight. And God will bless you for that. Amen. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 9. The word of the Lord declares, After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And everybody said amen. Praise God. I want to teach and talk to us tonight on Holy Habits Part 3, the dynamics of prayer. Everybody say that, the dynamics of prayer. Amen. If you could sit down your Bibles, we're going to pray all across this house that God's will be done. 
in this service and that God would speak to us. Lord, we love you. Thank you again for another opportunity to come and to gather together. It is our heart's desire, Lord, to take your word and to let it become engrafted upon our hearts because it is our soul's desire to become just like you, Lord. And I pray that you would touch us here tonight. Bless us with your word in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. God bless you. You can be seated for a few moments here tonight. Man, the dynamics of prayer. Last week we, we went through and we talked about the mechanics of prayer. Amen. Simply put, the mechanics of anything is really what we do. Amen. Prayer is something that every saint of God, born-again believer, should be doing. I like how Jesus put it. He said, when you pray. I love the faith of Jesus. He didn't put a question mark there and say, if you pray. Because he knew that anybody who's going to be a, a saint of God, anybody that's going to be uh, in the church, they're going to have to have a prayer life. Amen. And we talked a little bit last week, and I'll recap it for a moment. But there really are five laws of a consistent prayer life. It should be our heart's desire that we have a prayer life. Amen. It shouldn't just be, uh, some people think their prayer life is when they're praying over their Chick-fil-A. Father, thank you for this food. Bless it to our bodies, the nourishment of our soul. I love how people pray that, and it's the most unhealthy food in the world. They're just praying, Lord, turn it into a carrot stick on the way down. Bless it, Jesus. Bless this taco. Amen. But some people really do take that, and they consider that to be a prayer life. And I do think that's a good habit to have. You should pray for your food. Everything the Bible says should be eaten with thanksgiving. Amen. And whether you're pre-chip or post-chip don't matter. You just pray for your food and thank God anyways. But, but there's some people, they, they, they've equated their prayer life to when they come to church and the pastor says, let's lift up our hands and pray. Others have uh, relegated their prayer life to uh, just uh, now I lay me down to sleep. Amen. That prayer used to scare me as a kid. Amen. You'll understand if you know that one. But that's what people have done. They've made prayer uh, nothing more than just uh, the add-on at the end of the day or just something that we say in between. They've got uh, some systems of prayer, and they are not necessarily bad. We should never demean anybody for the amount of prayer that they do. But I want to tell you that, that prayer as a Christian should have a little more to it. Amen. There are, there are some things that it takes for somebody to have a consistent prayer life. Amen. We talked about it last week. Prayer must be a priority. If you think you're going to have a prayer life, or if I think, if we think, we're going to have a prayer life, but prayer is not put at the top of the priority, it will most likely not happen because there's always something else that takes its place. You'll notice in all of these holy habits that we're going to talk about, Amen. If you don't give them the priority in your life, they will fade out of your life. 
whether we're talking about generosity, if you don't put a priority to be generous, it will fade out of your life. If you don't put a priority on prayer, it will fade out of your life. If coming to church is not a priority for you, amen, it will fade out of your life. If serving in the kingdom of God is not given, that is something that God does not give to us. It is something that you and I make a declaration, this is important to me. And we make it a priority. Prayer must also have a time. If you're going to have a consistent prayer life, you've got to have a time carved out. It's hard to give something priority if you've not given it a time frame in which you're going to do it. Man, also, you've got to find a place. Everybody say place. You've got to find somewhere where you're going to pray because it's hard for you to pray if you put a priority on it, you put a time on it, but now you're trying to figure out how you're going to pray when you're in the middle of the mall. Now, you could be like some. There's other religions. They don't care where they're at. Now, if you're going to be that kind of person, praise God. Go ahead, drop to your knees in the middle of H&M and start praying. I know some people, they're going to pray for low prices. But you get it on there and you start praying that God will touch you. But I think that if you're going to have, amen, a consistent prayer life, you need to be able to have a place where you carve out and you say, this is a place where I'm going to meet with God. Amen. Jesus said, you got to enter into your closet. Amen. Uh, he told Moses, there's a place by me. Jesus went from guard to wilderness, to high mountain, everywhere he went, what was his place? It was just anywhere that was disconnected from the crowd. That was his place. And then you got to have a pattern. Everybody say pattern. There's got to be a pattern. Now, some people think, well, no, I just like to feel it. I just like to feel my prayer. Uh, if you're going to have a consistent prayer life and you don't have some sort of system or some mechanical pattern, you are not going to have a prayer life because there's going to be those few moments where you feel the fire falling from heaven and the Lord's interceding through you and you know just what to pray for and you're praying for you're praying for your aunt and you're praying for your cousin and you're pay, praying for Billy Bob and you got everything down. But then the day's going to come where you don't feel nothing. Now, I might be the only one that's ever prayed to that kind of prayer. Well, I feel nothing. You better have a system in place where you know I'm going to get. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to do this as as a memorial before the Lord, and I'm going to seek the face of God. And finally, to have a prayer life, everybody say, pray out loud. If you ain't praying out loud, you're not praying. You're going to have to open up your mouth. Well, I just the Lord hears my thoughts. Amen. That's called meditation. For some people, there ain't much to meditate. We just up here, amen, there's not a whole lot going on. But uh, if you are thinking, that's what we call when it's in your head. You're thinking, amen. There's some people, they think about praying, but they haven't prayed. It's not until you open up your mouth, amen, when they asked Jesus, teach us to pray. He said, after this manner, he said, like this. He said, say. You got to open up your mouth. You got to actually talk to me. There's people and a whole all, all sorts of other denominations and religions that have taught that prayer it can be silent. Uh, let me just put it out there. There, there. I, I understand what we mean when we say special unspoken. That means, please, I don't want to air my news out in front of the church, but, uh, but please, if we're going to not speak about it, uh, make sure that in your personal time you're speaking about it. Because if not, all we're doing is thinking about it. But I want to help you here today to have a consistent prayer life. you got to hit your knees or you got to stand or you got to walk. But one thing is necessary. However else you do it, you've got to open up your mouth and you've got to talk to God. Amen. I, I've said it last week. I wish my wife and I could read each other's minds. Amen. Telepathy would be great. But, but in order for us to have a communication life, we've got to talk. 
Amen. But now I want to go in and start working into not just the mechanical thing. And the reason I talk about the mechanical is because some people think that you're only spiritual when you when you just fly by the seat of your pants and you just slowly you just work your way through things and you just randomly come up with stuff and that somehow makes it spiritual but i want to tell you that's not what makes it spiritual amen let me talk to you here tonight about why we pray there's three main reasons why we pray amen first and foremost we pray to acknowledge god and to allow him into our lives generally speaking and specifically speaking Amen. Because you you got to understand how God made this whole thing. God made this whole thing based on choice. That you and I have a decision in the matter. And so there's so many people, they blame God for everything that ever went wrong. Very few want to give God credit for everything that went right. But they yet still don't want to bring God into the situation. And then they want to blame God when it doesn't turn out the way they wanted it to. But, but this is how God set it up. He said there's going to be choices, and those choices are for you to make. And if God swooped in and stopped everything, or God swooped in and started everything, and, and without the asking of the individual, or without the asking of, human, or of mankind, uh, God would be avoiding our choice, and he would make the idea and the concept of choice null and void. So God sits back uh, upon his throne with all power in his hand. Uh, he's willing to help. He wants to help. It's his heart's desire, like any good parent, to give you things that you pray for and ask for. And yet, uh, there are people that will not open up their mouth uh, and ask God to help them. There's a few reasons for that. Number one, not everybody actually wants God's help. Not everybody actually wants God involved. Because if God gets involved, they got to give God some credit. They want to work it out. There's other people, they, 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 they've got, and I talked about it a little bit last week, but they've let pride run their life. Amen. It is an act of pride not to talk to God, to not pray, to not ask God for help. It is saying, God, I can do it without your help. But I want to help you today. There's nothing you and I can do without the help of God. We can get through things. We can, we can even uh, uh, try our best. But when we really consider it, well, I went to work without God's help. Well, that's not necessarily true because he put breath in your body. He gave you strength. There's a reason you're not amen, six feet under. God gave you life in your body. And so you didn't do anything without the help of God. And so God's so gracious that even without asking, God has just given us, amen, life. God has given us health. God has given us some things. And there's just some things that God has blessed us with. But when we begin to pray, we are stating, I need you. I need God. And we're also stating this. I want God. Amen. There's some people, they, they only come to God when they need something. You ever met a relative like that? I got a, I got a whole slew of them. They're all, they're all, they call me when they need something. In fact, I look at my wife one time. I said, man, I heard, haven't heard from this person in a while. I said, I bet you money. They're going to ask for money. <laughs> I, I'm not a betting man, but I would have won that day. Hallelujah. I should have gone to the, never mind. Praise God. So, but there's people like that. They only call you when they need something. I don't want to treat God like that. I don't want to treat God like, oh, I only need something, God. I only need healing, so you better show up. I only need a blessing. I'm broke, so you better do something about it. I'm only about it my last rope. I'm just about to give in and give up on God and everything else. So, God, would you help me? Hey, man, I, I don't want to treat God like that. 
man, I want God to know I need you because that's a given. Everybody needs God. Amen. Everybody needs God, but not everybody wants God. And when I pray and when you pray, I hope the prayer is this. God, I want you. I want you in my life. I want your, I want your instruction in my life. I, I want you to direct my paths. The Bible says, trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Amen. The Bible says that the, the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord, and he delights in his way. But there's some people, they don't want God to give them a direction. They don't want God to give them instruction. They just they want to do it all by themselves so they can end their life saying, I did it without anybody's help. Amen. As if that makes them any better but i want to help you here today god is listening he's got his ear attuned to you and i amen but all we got to do is lift up our voice and say god i need you in this situation god i want you in this situation it may not even be a need maybe it's i'm doing great everything's awesome but god i still want your input in my life amen amen somebody said i don't know what to pray about well what are you stressed about what are you stressed about i don't really know what to pray about what are you stressed about well, I'm stressed about my health. Pray about your health. I'm stressed about my family. Pray about your family. I'm stressed about my kids. Pray for your kids. I'm stressed about the pastor. Amen. Pray for the pastor. Amen. Uh, if you don't know what to pray about, you just go to your stress list. The Bible says be stressed out or anxious for nothing, but everything by prayer and supplication, make your request known unto God. Amen. I've learned this in my own life that when I'm not praying, I'm really stressed. I'm stressed all the time anyway, but when I'm not praying, I'm really, really stressed. Amen. But I know that when I am stressed, that means there's some unresolved things I've not taken to God in prayer. And that if I will take it to God in prayer, amen, God will hear all of my stresses. God will hear all of my issues. God will hear everything I got going on. Amen. He takes care of the sparrow. He's got every hair on your head numbered. He takes care of the lilies of the field. And Jesus said, you are more valuable than many sparrows. You are more valuable than any flower. You are more valuable. And God is listening from heaven saying, I took care of things and I can take care of you. I take care of animals. I'll take care of you. And so there's no need to stress over things because we can take them before God and we can pray about them. And that is the answer to anxiety and stress. Some people want to take a pill. The Bible says we are to pray about all those things. And when we pray, God is going to give us a, a strong consolation and God is going to help us. It doesn't mean God's going to uh, remove you from every stressful situation. But a lot of times God will change you in the midst of the stressful situation. I didn't come to preach, but I feel to preach. Hallelujah. There's so many people, they pray, God, get me out of this instead of God strengthen me through this. God, get me out of this mess instead of purifying me through this. And often God will allow us to go through things because God wants to strengthen us in those things. And we don't understand the trying of our faith is much more precious than gold or silver that perishes. It purifies us. It makes us better. And God, I don't want to just get out of this. I want to be strengthened through this. So God, I need you to help me. We all need God's help generally, but then there's those specific moments. We pray, God. I'm acknowledging you and I'm asking you into my life specifically in this area that is stressing me out, in this area where I don't know what to do, in this area where I have questions. You know, I, 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 always, I always regret the moments when I jump into something without praying about it. Am I the only one? Maybe there's some other folks. You ever done something where you just jumped out? 
and you did something without praying about it. Amen. Sometimes it was sinful things, but other times it's not sinful things. You just, you just thought, well, I, I know best, and you jump out and you do it, and then now you're going backwards and you're regretting that decision. I have many moments, in fact, every moment in my life that I've got to regret, it was a moment where I didn't take the time to pray. I didn't take the time to ask God for direction. But I have never once regretted praying beforehand and asking God to lead me and to guide me, to give me direction in something. Because every time I prayed about it, God either directed me away from it or God gave me direction in the midst of it. Amen. But it is in that praying, we pray to acknowledge God and to allow him and, and give him permission. God, I, I'm yielding my choice back to you and saying, Lord, you do what's best for me. Secondly, we pray to build a prioritized relationship with God. It is impossible to know a person that you do not talk with. Amen. You can never really understand somebody unless you communicate with them. Let me help somebody here today. Prayer is not a monologue. Prayer is a dialogue. Prayer is not one-sided. It is a two-sided conversation. When you are praying, that is your opportunity to talk to God. But it is in that moment of quiet meditation. It might not even be right after your prayer time. It might be in the middle of your prayer time that God is given the opportunity to speak back to you. I want you to know that when you are praying, he is listening. Every word you pray, every syllable, every tear that falls from your face, he's collecting it in a jar. God's keeping perfect records of everything you and I say. Amen. The Bible even says every idle word is going to be judged. If every idle word is going to be judged, that means every prayerful word is also going to be judged. And everything I pray, that means God has been listening. He's been writing it down. He's been keeping a perfect record. Amen. And when the time comes, it might be immediately. It might be a week from now. It might be a month from now. God's going to answer you. And that is going to complete that circuit of conversation. And what I pray about and put out before God gave him permission uh, amen to work in my life and said God I want your help in my life uh, amen when God answers uh, amen I don't know when it's going to be but I'm waiting for that answer I prayed not so I could just hear myself talk but I prayed because I want a response prayer is not a monologue I'm not just talking to thin air Listen, if you're talking to Buddha, you're just talking to thin air. If you're talking, amen, if you're, you could be out there on the Internet putting all sorts of stuff. Nobody gives you a light. You're talking to thin air. But when you pray, when we pray, we are talking to the almighty God, the maker of heaven and earth. And he's listening. Oh, somebody ought to give him praise. Amen. Thirdly, we pray, amen, to exercise our spiritual authority. Amen. I want to tell you, we're getting ready to talk about dynamic prayer. Amen. We don't just pray to be religious. We don't just pray, amen, to say that we're more spiritual than our neighbor. We don't just pray, amen, so the pastor gets off our back, although I was never on it in the first place. Amen. We don't just pray so we can act or seem like perfect Christians, uh, that we got it all together. Uh, amen. In fact, we're praying because we recognize we don't. But I want to help you out here today. The third reason you and I pray uh, is because God has given us authority and God has given us dominion and and when we pray 
When we pray, we are combating every force of hell. We are fighting back against the darkness. When we pray for our families, we are telling hell, you do not have hold on my family. When we pray for our finances, we're letting the devourer know from Malachi, you do not have control over what God has blessed. When we pray for our health, we are declaring, he is the Lord that heals me. And with his stripes, we are healed. When we pray for God to answer, we are combating every lie from hell that says God didn't hear you. God's not listening. When you pray, you are binding it on earth, and it is being bound in heaven. When you pray, it is being loosed on earth because it has been loosed in heaven. Somebody give God a hand clap of praise. You aren't just speaking of thin air, honey. You are speaking to principalities and the powers, to rulers of darkness of this age, to spiritual wickedness in high places. When the church begins to pray, he breaks the bands of wickedness. When the church begins to pray, he says, I will turn things around. Oh, somebody ought to shout and give God praise. Hallelujah. When we pray, we are taking advantage of what the man of God preached on Sunday. We are doing something about what we know. We are doing something about what we are. When we pray, we are saying, God, amen, I already know you hear me, but I want to make sure all of hell hears me. I am praying. Let me tell you here, I I walk around this city, uh, amen, and I pray across neighborhoods, uh, and I don't just pray, oh, Lord, save them, uh, as if I have no ability or power. Uh, I pray and say, God, uh, it's not your will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Uh, You came to seek and save that which was lost. Uh, And, Lord, there's neighborhoods that are lost. Uh, There's apartment complexes that are lost. Uh, And I take dominion and authority. Uh, These souls belong to Jesus Christ. Christ uh, who died on Calvary. I bind every lying voice of hell. I buy every addiction that's holding people back, keeping them out of the house of the Lord, keeping them out of a Bible study. I want to help you here today. When you pray, you're exercising divine authority that was given to you. Jesus said, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and on scorpions. He wasn't talking about literal. He was talking about spiritual wickedness. Oh, somebody ought to give God praise. Somebody ought to give God praise. When we pray, we are exercising what God has given to us, that spiritual authority. Amen. We are the sons of God that the earth is groaning and travailing, waiting for them to be manifested. Amen. All of heaven and earth is waiting for somebody just to accept what God has already spoken about them and to start operating. That's in the same context that starts talking about intercession where the Spirit helps our infirmities. It's in a context of prayer. Amen. All of heaven and earth is groaning and travailing, waiting for somebody to get up and start exercising their authority in the Holy Ghost to start praying. Hallelujah. We like to shout about Jesus walking on water, but amen. I want to help you here today. He wanted Peter to walk on water too. 
He wanted James to walk on water. He wanted John to walk on water. Amen. My face is a little bit stronger in the wintertime. But uh, he wanted them to get out there and start taking authority. When Jesus went up the mountain, uh, amen, there were some disciples down at the bottom that couldn't cast out a devil. And Jesus came down and said, why didn't you guys do something about this? I didn't just come to tell you, amen, you got power. I came to impart power into you. Well, Lord, we didn't, we didn't know how. We didn't know how to take care of the devils. He said, I sent you out by 70. You, had, you just came back rejoicing that you had powers over sickness. You had powers over de demonic forces. And now you can't handle one boy that's possessed. You forgot who you are. You forgot what I told you. Uh, he said, how be it this kind comes not out, but by prayer and by fasting. I can tell when people get carnal because they, 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 they stop exercising the authority that God has given to them. They stop walking in dominion, and they start putting their head down. And, well, I'm just going to make it by one glad morning when Jesus gets me up out of here. No, I didn't come to wait for Jesus to get me up out of here. I came to take authority until he comes. I came to occupy until he comes. Oh, somebody ought to shout and give God praise. You ought to take authority over every adversary that has been fighting you and say, devil, you don't belong in this family. You don't. Mm. Praise God. So when we pray, we are exercising spiritual authority. We are taking an opportunity to enact what God has called us to be. Amen. To exercise that spiritual authority. Amen. There are, there are when we pray, I want to talk about when we pray, there's five elements that make up a dynamic prayer life. Number one, everybody say praise. Praise, praise makes up a powerful dynamic prayer life. If you ain't got nothing to praise God for, your prayer life is going to be dull. Hallelujah. But, you know, and, and that's what it really comes out of. You ain't got anything to thank God for. Jesus put it this way when he started. He said, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Which means, means sanctified the name, glorify the name, uh, praise the name. Uh, the name is sacred. The name is holy. Uh, amen. I want to help you here today. God's name is to be honored. Uh, the focus of this part of prayer is to focus on his everlasting glory. Uh, it is to focus on how good God is, how good God has been, and how good God will be. Uh, and when you start out praying, uh, amen, you got to start, amen, as the Bible says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise if your prayer life has gotten dull you ought to enter the right gate you ought to go through the right way and start it out if you come into prayer amen and it's oh god everything's going wrong yeah, that's not prayer that's complaining praise god amen oh ain't nothing going to happen you know uh, i want to help you here today some of these dynamic things can help in your marriage too you show up and talk about everything that's wrong the moment somebody walks in the door it, it's going to be a bad night Amen. But if you walk in and say, oh, God, I know things are tough right now. I know things maybe have been a little rough, but I want to talk about, uh, amen, how good you are. I want to encourage myself in the Lord. Uh, amen. I want to tell you there's something that happens. The Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. Well, I don't feel God. Have you praised God? Well, I don't know if God's there. Have you praised God? Because when you and I begin to praise, God can't help but come down to where you and I are. Oh, somebody ought to give him praise here tonight. Praise will give you a dynamic prayer life. Amen. Everybody say surrender. 
Surrender will give you a dynamic prayer life. He said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Notice how he didn't say repeat after me. He said after this manner or like this. He's talking about stage two. That's that surrender. God's kingdom should come. The focus is on God's eternal will. Your kingdom come. So many people want their kingdom come. Amen. James put it this way. You have not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your own lust. So many people have prayed prayers and then got discouraged because God didn't answer them. Amen. And they're wondering what happened. I'll tell you what happened. You never even consulted what God's will would be. Well, hallelujah. Or I put it, we. I don't want anybody to feel like I left them out. I've been there too. We have not even consulted God's will. Amen. And we start putting words in God's mouth that God never said. And we start declaring promises over our lives that God never declared over us. And now we start saying, well, God said, but God never said. Amen. But when we do this, we are surrendering ourselves to the will of God. We are surrendering ourselves to his kingdom. And that kingdom means the king's domain. Amen. The authority of the king and I don't just want his kingdom amen to be out there in the ether I don't just want his kingdom to be out there when I come to church on Sunday Wednesday or Tuesday night prayer I want your kingdom to come into this prayer meeting I want your kingdom to come and God, I want your will. I don't just want your kingdom, your power, and everything that comes along with that, your authority. But God, I want your will to be done. Oh, somebody, I'll lift up your hands and magnify the Lord. Come on. Lord, I, I want to have, uh, I want to praise you. I want to magnify you. But, Lord, uh, I also want, want in this moment you to know that I'm all right with whatever your will is. Uh, I declare your will. I proclaim your will. I accept your will. I invite your will. Amen. Number three, everybody say provision. He said, give us this day our daily bread. God's provision, the prayer is that God's provision would be given. The focus is on our present. Give us this day. Hallelujah. In this moment. I, you know, and I, I'm saying this because some people, they go straight into prayer. And the first thing they want to do is they want to deal with the elephant in the room. They made a mistake this week. And they want to show up before the presence of God. God, I'm a rotten sinner. Well, first off, that's not what God calls you. Amen. Praise God. He calls you his son. That's why the Bible starts out our father. Because if, if you come into prayer with the mindset and how you perceive God makes all the difference. If you come into the prayer, amen, thinking God's some mean miser up in heaven that's looking to beat you with a stick. I want to tell you, you're not going to want to pray very much. But if you understand he's my father in heaven that is listening and wants to hear my prayers because he wants to help me and he wants to move in my life. Uh, amen, but all I got to do is say, God, I need you moving in my life. Uh, it's going to change it all. Man, but when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, the focus is on our present. We're saying, God, give us this day our daily, our daily bread. This is the moment where you and I are praying for our needs. We're praying for the needs of other people. We're praying that God, and here's the deal. The best part about each of these moments is that in a dynamic prayer, it's not religious. I don't just say each one for five minutes and move on. Amen. I just take these moments and there could be a moment where you're praying, you're giving God praise. And for the rest of your prayer time, you never even left the praise. 
Hallelujah. I want to tell you, it was still good, amen, because you can give your spouse compliments and never stop giving them compliments, and it was still communication, amen. Amen, and the same thing's true of God. You can show up, give God praise. You could you could show up, move beyond the praise, ask for God's kingdom to come, his will be done, and, and you can move on to provision, never get out of provision, and God still heard everything that you prayed. And it's in those moments we got to be willing to say, all right, God, I'm ready to move whenever you're willing to move. Amen. Number four, everybody say forgiveness. Don't jump out the gate saying, God, forgive me. <laughs> Amen. And not to say that God won't. Sometimes that's just how you feel. You want to get it out of the way. Amen. But often, I want you to know how God set this up. It's so beautiful. The first thing that Jesus, let me put it this way. What Jesus was not looking for first was your apology. I think that's so good because so many people think all that God's waiting for is for you to apologize and grovel at his feet and say, I'm sorry. But it never said our judge, which are in heaven, uh, our jury, which are in heaven, our, 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 the person that's coming against us. Amen. Uh, amen. I know it's not what it says. Our father, which are in heaven. Uh, he just wants to start off and have a communication. But when you move into this, uh, you start moving into forgiveness. But I want to help us here today. Amen. We're praying that God's forgiveness would be granted. But this forgiveness is not just upon us. It's forgiveness for our sins. And I love this. We'll talk about this next time. As. Everybody say as. This is going to be the hardest moment of Scripture right here. As we forgive others. Woo. I don't think anybody wants a conditional forgiveness. I know I don't. I'd like God forgive me as I didn't forgive that person. Because, man, that would be great forgiveness. But, Lord, forgive us as we forgive. In other words, God, I want your forgiveness in my life to be so great and so grand. Amen. I'm talking about dynamic prayer life. I want your forgiveness in my life to be so palpable and so powerful. Amen. That I feel so loved and so forgiven that even the person that just this week took a knife and stabbed it in my back. Amen. The wound hasn't even healed. I'm still bleeding from it. That, God, I have so much forgiveness working in my life. Life, uh, that Lord I just feel uh, in this moment of prayer uh, that I could forgive anybody uh, for anything uh, at any moment uh, it's in this dimension uh, and this dynamic moment of prayer uh, that God will help you forgive people amen it's a focus on the past uh, people that have wronged you uh, people that have done you ill I know people, they can talk and they can gossip about everybody that ever did them wrong. And if you're going to be honest, you have a terrible memory when it comes to everything else but somebody wronging you. And you can remember when it happened, how it happened, every detail it happened. But when you get this dynamic prayer life going, God will bring such a forgiveness upon your life that all of a sudden he'll start removing the bitterness that you had upon other people. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody ought to pray. Come on, somebody ought to pray. That forgiveness is a dynamic in your prayer life. That isn't just for your forgiveness, but it's for your neighbor's forgiveness. It's for your enemy's forgiveness. Somebody pray. Hallelujah. Come on, let's pray all across this house. Hallelujah. Well, Pastor, I can never get beyond that. I, I can never forgive that. I, I, I could ne- they, they did me so wrong, and it, it's been, but it's been 10 years, and I still can't get past it. Uh, you need to get to this dynamic of prayer uh, where your forgiveness, uh, amen, God's forgiveness gets so deep upon you uh, that it starts translating to other people. Amen. And finally, everybody say dominion. As you pray, I've said you start exercising your authority. But when you get to this dimension of prayer, Amen. 
you might get through this all every time. This is a pattern that you pray. You can keep this pattern. I can send it to you. It's a great pattern. But you can pray this pattern, and you get through it every time you pray, or you don't get through one of them. You just stay on one, and it just stays there your entire prayer time. But God is working in that. Because if we're going to be honest, when we are communicating with God, there's things that we want to talk about. But there's things God wants to talk about. And sometimes God wants to talk to us about our neighbor when we came to talk to God about our struggle. Hallelujah. Amen. God wants to talk to us about our relationships when we came to talk to God about everything else that's gone wrong against us. And we can't steamroll God. We've got to be willing to let God have his say in the conversation. Amen. When we pray and we get to this level of dominion, it is that lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever and ever. But I said, Amen. We are focusing on the future, and we are praying that God's deliverance will be provided, that God's guidance would be provided. We are focusing from the moment we leave this prayer meeting. I don't want to stumble back into the thing I just got forgiven over. I don't want to stumble back into the thing I just got away from. Lord, I want to walk away from this prayer meeting with such power, uh, amen, that, that, that I can get up from this prayer uh, and, and the devil ain't a million miles away because uh, me and God, we've got a connection going and it doesn't matter what I've been fighting. It doesn't matter what I've been facing. I, I was powerless when I showed up to prayer, but by the time I left, uh, amen, there was power uh, like the apostles had in Acts 4 and 31 uh, that when they prayed, the place was shaken. I know not every prayer meeting shakes the room, but sometimes I need the prayer room to shake me. I know that not every prayer meeting, amen, there's a sign from heaven, but Lord, when I leave this prayer meeting, let there be a sign from earth. Somebody lift up your hands and let's pray. Amen, let's stand across the building and lift up our hands and magnify the Lord. Prayer was never meant to be boring. Prayer was meant to be dynamic. Amen. It might be that you go through your prayer time and you didn't feel anything this time, but I want to tell you dynamics are coming. Dynamics are coming if you will continue on in prayer. Hallelujah. I want you to notice that Jesus did not say repeat after me. Prayer should be patterned after the words of Jesus, but not repeating the words of Jesus. This is not liturgy or religion. This is a relationship with God. When I enter a time of prayer, I've got things on my mind, but God's got things on his mind. And if you want to have a religious prayer, you just pray what's on your mind. But if you want to have a relationship, dynamic prayer, you pray what's on God's mind. Amen. I always want to be in the flow of what God's doing. You can have a dynamic, lively prayer life if you want it. It doesn't have to be boring. It's only boring if you make it boring. It's only boring if you let it be boring. It's only boring if you've got the wrong framework where it's just a, got to click, I got just got to punch in the clock. We see this dynamic prayer life exemplified by Enoch, and I love how the Bible words it. He's listed in the heroes of faith. Enoch was not, he was translated, he was taken up to heaven. And he had this testimony. Man, I'd like this to be on my tombstone. Not he was a great preacher. Not he had this going on. He had this going on. No, no, just this is all that's on his gravestone. 
He walked with God. If you think prayer is walking for God, you got it all wrong. Prayer is also not walking ahead of God, not walking behind God. It's walking with God. James told us that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. It affects much. When you get this dynamic prayer going, amen, it starts to affect you, and it starts affecting things around you. Paul admonished us to pray without ceasing. That this, this, this level of prayer, this dynamic of prayer, it goes beyond just did you clock, clock in and clock out. It goes, uh, amen, uh, I never said amen at the end of my prayer. This prayer is going to keep going through the rest of the day. I started the prayer in the morning talking to God, and at the end of the night, the conversation is still going. The Bible declares to us, John was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. You know why John was on this, in the Spirit on the Lord's day? Because he made it a habit to be in the Spirit when it wasn't the Lord's day. How do you get a dynamic prayer life? You're in the Spirit when it ain't the Lord's day. And then when God just shows up and powerful things happen, amen, I want to tell you, Peter and, Paul, or Paul, uh, Peter and John went to the temple at the hour of prayer. They did it all the time. But it opened up a door for something dynamic to happen because God knew he, that they were going to be there. In physical therapy, there's two types of stretching. There's static stretching. Everybody knows what this is, where you grab your leg behind, uh, behind your back, and you're just stretching out your quads. It's just a stretch. Man, this is like going to the gym, and you get to the bench press, and you do isolated movements. But you know, the thing about that is it's good. It builds strength. But I don't ever envision a moment where a car is going to drop on you where you can bench it up. And that's why physical therapists don't just do static stretching. They do dynamic stretching, which is combining emotion from life, daily life, with a stretch. This is like walking high knee to chest. As much as I despise CrossFit, I think it's low-key occult. That's, that's just for free. That's how you're going to break yourself. But really, all jokes aside, that's what they do. It's not just did you bench 500 pounds that you'll never do in real life. It's now we're going to give you a kettlebell, and it's going to weigh 50 pounds. We're going to have you get up on this box and take a step forward. And you're thinking, well, I'll never do that. Well, next time you move and you've got a U-Haul box weighing 50 pounds and you're going up three flights of stairs, you'll, you'll, thank, you'll thank them for that compound dynamic stretch. Hallelujah. But this is what it's like to have a dynamic prayer life. Yes, there's those static moments where you're just doing the isolated and you're just taking care of it. But then there's those moments where God sweeps in and he starts giving you real life, real moments right where you are, things to talk about, things to pray. And he's saying, now exercise this. This continual pray, it's when you go and when you come. It's where you're praying at all times. It's, it's where you're praying without ceasing. Paul prayed, and, and he prayed, and he prayed, and he prayed. But, amen, we find Paul receiving an answer on the road. Because sometimes that's when God decides that he's going to back, talk back. That's where the dynamic starts coming in. People think that the way into dynamics is being sporadic. Much like people believe that romance is only in the sporadic. Amen. But I, I want to help you here today. 
being romantic and, and being dynamic is not in the sporadic. It's in the consistent. There's many people that they think, amen, that they can just uh, just sporadically talk to God at any moment, uh, and they didn't talk to God for the last six months, and all of a sudden they're going to jump right into a dynamic prayer life. Uh, that's not how it works. Uh, amen, just like you can't have one moment of romance and you've got a great marriage. Uh, that's not how it works. Uh, amen, but often intimacy, which is not a sexual word. Uh, it's a closeness word. Uh, it's that intimate moment with God uh, where it's day in, and day out, uh, you're talking with him. You're communicating. Uh, you're like Enoch. I'm just walking with him. Uh, you're like Paul. I'm just communicating with him. Uh, you're like James. I'm just fervently talking with my God. Some people think that dynamic is just in those great swings where the service is great. But I want to tell you, just like it is in a relationship, it's those moments you take out the trash. Amen. Some people think romance is just the flowers. It ain't just the flowers, brother. Amen. God bless you. If you like to buy them flowers, keep buying them flowers. Make sure you go and buy some flower. Now you'll get that in a minute. Praise God. All the married men said amen. It's like that with God. It's not in the, the, the I just had one powerful moment. You know, so many people are like that. They just want a one-night stand with Jesus where it's powerful. Whew. Had a powerful prayer meeting. Now I got It's dynamic. No, but it's that constant communication. You didn't feel anything today, but you kept communicating. You kept pressing in. You kept going through these different areas and avenues to get a hold of God. And in that moment, I don't know when it happens, but in that moment, all of a sudden, heaven meets earth. And in that moment of that prayer meeting, something happens. Amen. It might be in your fifth prayer meeting. It might be in your 500th prayer meeting. It might be one week straight, one month straight. I don't know what it is, but something begins to transform in your prayer life. And from that moment... You can never go back to the way it used to be. Somebody lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on, it's in that constant rhythm of prayer that all of a sudden you get a moment to step out of the temporal and step into the eternal. You get to step out, amen, of just your side of the conversation and you get to hear God's side of the conversation and God begins to speak to you about things and God begins to give you those answers and God begins to move on you to pray for this person and pray for this situation and God begins to direct you but it comes from you getting down and hitting your knees and just getting in that rhythm of praying. Amen, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. God, I thank you. I give you praise today. I've come to worship you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, I pray thy will be done, thy kingdom come. Oh, God, I pray, Lord, I know I've had it my way, but, Lord, I want your way. I want your kingdom to come, oh, God. Oh, Lord, I pray that you'd give us provision. I pray today that you would bless us. Lord, you blessed before. You'll bless again. We've got needs. We've got sickness. We need you to move and it's in those moments you say God would you forgive me and Lord would you forgive amen that individual that wronged me and help me to forgive that person and God I pray that when I get up from this prayer meeting it's not just another religious deed but Lord deliver me and lead me the right way and God give me authority over all of this I don't know at what point it will happen but somewhere in there the Holy Ghost will show up and it'll take a prayer meeting to a dynamic prayer meeting. Somebody lift up your hands and let's pray. I'm done preaching.
In fact, I want to open up this altar. Would you come down to the front? We're just going to pray. We're just going to talk to God. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody needs to invite God to help them. Come on, somebody needs to invite God to help them. Come on, it might be just generally. Just, I just need you to help me, God. I want you to help me. Oh, Lord, I pray, God, that you would help me, Jesus. God, help me in this situation. Help me with my family. Help me with my friends, God. Help me with the church, whatever it might be. God, come on, maybe it's tonight. You're saying, God, I want to build and prioritize a walk with you, a relationship with you. God, I want to have a communication light with you. Or it might be tonight where you are praying and you are saying, oh, God, I want to, I want to go forward. I want to take dominion and authority over everything that has come against me, Jesus. Oh, God, hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. I'm praying today, God, everything that's been fighting me, everything that's been attacking my mind, I take authority over it in Jesus' name. I pray right now, God, deliverance. Come on, somebody, pray right now. Come on, when you pray, God hears you. When you pray, God changes you. When you pray, God shows up. When you pray, God is listening and God is ready to reveal himself to you. There's revelation that comes when you have dynamic prayer. Amen. There's miracles that come when you have dynamic prayer. Somebody press in. Come on, let's let's pray all across this building. Lord, I want our communication to be more dynamic. I want our communication to be more dynamic tonight. God, I'm going to do what I know is right, but Lord, I'm praying. I want to to go to that next level of prayer. I want to go to that fervent prayer, that effectual prayer, that effective prayer, God. Where I start praying my prayers, and Lord, you start speaking to me, and God, I start praying your prayers. Oh, God, that's where I start affecting things, where your will is done. Somebody pray. The prayers of the righteous Come on, that's it all across this building. Come on, I want to be close to you, Jesus. I want my prayers to bring me close to heaven.
hand touches earth in the dynamic effectual prayer. The prayers of the righteous prevail. Yes, we know the prayers of the righteous prevail. His love never fails. The prayers of the righteous Come on, that's it all across this building. Somebody pray in this house. I believe you can, we can all take our prayer life to another level in Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I want my prayers to affect heaven and earth. I want my prayers, amen, to go beyond just my religious duty. I'm going to do the prayers. I'm going to make the prayers. But God, in that prayer, I, I, I don't want to check out halfway through. I want to I be involved and invested in that prayer where I'm pulling things down and I'm bringing things up, God, in the spirit. God, I want to be connected. I want to have it plugged in, God, where the electricity's flowing in the Holy Ghost. Ghost. Praise God. Come on, let's pray. Come on, when you pray, you're being victorious. It might have been five minutes, ten minutes, but you're victorious in Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody lift up your hands all across this building. Hallelujah. If I could give you two pieces of advice, at least what's worked for me. I, I'm not, I haven't arrived. I, I'm not speaking as one who has conquered everything. Two pieces of advice to have a dynamic prayer life. Everybody say consistency. Consistency. Yeah, you take that in your marriage. Be consistent. Praise God. Be consistently complimentary. Amen. Be consistently giving. Be consistently loving. Be consistently helpful. I mean, that's just, that's for free. Hallelujah. Just save somebody $20,000 in counseling. Praise God. Consistency. That's the... Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. For, forgive us our debts. We forgive our debtors. You know, it goes on and down, list and all that way. And you're praying. And it's in that you're going through the system that you have for prayer. You got a list of things you're praying about. That's the consistency. It's not, I just prayed once. I, I want you to know God hears one prayer. But in John chapter 11, the parallel. Uh, not John 11, I'm sorry. In, in the book of Luke 11, the parallel, Luke 11, 1 through 4. 
Jesus is giving the prayer. And immediately after he gets done, our Father which art in heaven, he says a parable to them of a friend that comes by for bread late at night. And the guy says, it's late, go away. Well, praise God, I prayed once. Pastor, I've prayed my prayer, I'm done. He said, no, 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 that's not what it's like. And the guy keeps knocking. And he said, the man opens up the door not because they're friends, not because their connection or their relationship, because the guy just kept knocking. That's what a consistent prayer life is like. Key number one, consistency will build a dynamic prayer life. But it's not just consistency. Number two, everybody say connection. You can't consistently show up and have a disconnected prayer time. Jesus said, shut the door, close everything out. If you show up and it's... Praise God, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, glory to God. Like that photo on Instagram, comment on that on Facebook. You ain't going to have a dynamic prayer life. But if you can connect, our whole point of prayer, just to give you some, uh, the keys I can give you, is to communicate, it's to connect. I'm not praying to be religious, I'm praying to have a relationship. I just want to connect with God. That's why Paul said pray without ceasing. You're driving down the road. I love you, Jesus. Praise you, God. I worship you. I want to tell you, you're connecting with God. Amen. So it comes down to consistency and connection. In this moment, was I connected? Was I plugged in when I was praying? In other words, it would be better for you to plug in for five minutes than to be disconnected for five hours at the church. Praise God. If your phone needs a charge, what do you do? You plug it in. You don't set it next to the charger. You plug it in. Amen. It's not enough to come to the building. It's not enough to come to prayer. you got to plug it in. Amen. What am I telling you? If you can consistently plug in, I want to tell you power is coming to you. Amen. Dynamic power is coming to you. Lift up your hands one more time as we pray. Father, we love you. We thank you tonight. Thank you for the church. Thank you for the body of Christ. I thank you for this wonderful group of people. Lord, we are all striving to become closer to you, God. We want that intimate connection with you. We want to be, amen, close in proximity, God. We want to be close in power where you just share in revelation. You're sharing power, amen, amongst your people. You're pouring out, amen, blessings and gifts and callings and all those wonderful, powerful things you do, God. But, Lord, we want to be consistent about it. I don't want to just talk to you once in a while. You're not, amen, you're not just some friend that I talk to once a year at Christmas or Easter, God. But, Lord, you're, you're the a friend that sits closer than a brother, God. You're my heavenly Father that hears everything that I pray, God. I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to go to the next level in consistency and the next level in connection. And God, I believe if we'll do that, that power is coming, that dynamics are coming, God. And I give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Shake hands, be friendly, love one another. Amen. We will see you. Amen on Sunday or sooner in Jesus' name. God bless you.